Thank you, worship team. Don't you appreciate how each and every week um, these guys work? They, 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 they work, they come here, they practice, and then uh, just in beautiful ways get up and lead us, as it were, just into the presence of, of God. I really appreciate that so much, uh, very, very much. Oh, Lord, I need you. I need you. Is, is that, can, can you resonate with that today? Lord, I need you. Every hour I need you. I feel that. Uh, I certainly feel that. I trust you do as, as well. So here we are. Um, welcome to Grace Point. I'm thrilled that uh, you're here today. I trust that um, the people that you interact with, the conversations that you have, the warmth that you may feel is a true reflection of the beauty of the body of Christ. That's what we hope that you, that you experience while, you, while you're here. Well, over the past couple of weeks, uh, as I run my series, and, and, and uh, Greg makes fun of my series because my series is Father's Day, mid-July, and here we go, we're in August, and then the next one will be in September, but it's a series, okay? And uh, the series that we have been uh, going through and, and, and talking about really jumps off of uh, one of our core values here at our church, which I really, really appreciate. We believe that we are transformed spiritually when we embrace challenges together. Now, now what's a challenge? Somebody, what, what, what is a challenge? When you hear that word, what do you think? A challenge. Something pops into your brain. What? Health. Health is a challenge, isn't it? Okay. What? Did she say help or health? Health. Okay, yes. Health is a challenge, you know, on a lot of, a lot of levels. <laughs> Hearing is a challenge as well. Two, uh, two others. What pops in your mind when, when you think of a challenge? School. School is a challenge. Yes! School is definitely a, uh, a challenge. Uh, one more. <laughs> Together 2013. Thank you, Leon. That was awesome. Uh, you just... Usher me right into where we're going. That's awesome. Do you want to speak? <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Challenges. Challenges. Uh, a, a challenge can be tough. A challenge can be uh, exhilarating. A challenge can be terrifying. Uh, a challenge can be bad. A challenge can be good. Okay? But we believe here at Grace Point that we're transformed spiritually when we face all kinds of of challenges, the good ones, the bad ones, the ones that take us through valleys, the ones, you know, with health issues and, and all kinds of stuff, with school. We believe that we're transformed spiritually when we embrace those together. We embrace those together. So the first week, way, way, way back on Father's Day, we talked about, about this, that we want Grace Point Church to be a place where no one walks alone. 
And I hope that's the imagery. We, we, we say this over and over, that every story matters. Well, every story matters, but you can't hear a story if you're not walking with someone, okay? So we need to be walking together and experiencing the life of Christ together and experiencing the life of Chip together and experiencing the life of Austin together and experiencing the, the life of each other together. We are designed for relationship. God has uniquely placed us and, and hardwired our minds and our hearts to walk together. And we trust that you'll experience that here at Grace Point Church, that this will pl- be a place where we walk together. And one of the things that we talked about was that Francis Schaeffer uh, said this, our relationship, our relationship with each other is a criterion the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. The Christian community is a final apologetic. That certainly reflects on what the verse that I shared with you in John chapter 13. A new command I give to you that you love one another. And this is the way that everybody's gonna know that you're a Christian, that you're a believer, that you're a Christ follower. It's the way that you love each other. Let's never take that for granted. Well, the next week, we talked about that Grace Point Church is a place where we stand together. We stand strong. And really, we were setting up uh, Kingdom Rock and Vacation Bible School and how we taught the children each and every day that there's different things in our lives that, uh, that we can place into our lives, that we can experience that will help us stand strong. Prayer helps us stand strong. Friends and family help us stand strong. A lot of things that will help us stand strong. And so we want Grace Point Church to be a place where where we can stand together. We can stand strong together. Well, this morning, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to continue our thoughts in this vein. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians is about midway through the Old Testament, so the back quarter of your Bible Excuse me, Newt, did I say Old Testament? Well, mine looks old, so. It was written a long time ago, so it's sort of old, but it's the new one. Sorry about that. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4 is where we'll be going. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, this week... I had this little notification thing on my phone and I took it and put it in my office so it wouldn't distract me this morning. But uh, if you ask Lois uh, or Tim, if I forget to put my phone on, um, on silent, it'll drive you crazy, dear, because I have, because I have this little app called ESPN and then I have like favorite teams and so because my team is terrible, the Miami Dolphins, and I live in Pennsylvania, I feel this obligation to, you know, get some Eagles updates and get some Steelers updates just so that I'm, you know, aware. And then college football, this is the time of year when that, you get the little notification that some kind of news has come out. And, and so my phone will go, da-da-da, da-da-da. It's the ESPN thing. It's really annoying, <laughs> but I'm hooked. I like to, oh, wow, oh, wow. They, they, it's going crazy, okay? It's, 
it's football time, and and if you were back from you know where I went to college and all that, they would they would shout it from the mountaintops because they're all about University of Tennessee volunteer football. It's football time in Tennessee, and uh, good night. Uh, the SEC have problems. Uh, I'm part of it, so maybe I do too. Um, anyway, uh, the point is, I was I was looking over how many transactions are going on, and 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 teams are really really coming together. Uh, there's injuries that are, you know, that are, that, are, that are being reported and people are, you know, they've made all the trades that they can make yet, but now they're, they're trying to trim their roster down to 53 guys, okay? From 80, 80-something guys, they're trying to trim their roster, roster down. And uh, I heard someone, someone say on a talk radio the other day that this one player, if they had this one player, it would make their team so much better and it, it, they would be able to, you know, they're Super Bowl bound with this one player. And I got to chewing on that and thinking about that. And I was just like, one player, okay? If this one player gets out on the field by himself, he doesn't have a prayer, does he? If we're talking football. Okay, if we're talking football, this one player gets out on the field. I don't care what kind of athlete he is. I don't care you know, if he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. I don't care if he's the greatest defensive lineman or whatnot. One guy versus 11 is not happening, no matter how good he is. And even if you take that one great player that seems to be the missing piece and add him to a team that isn't functioning right, you're going to have a frustrated star player. And you're going to have a frustrated fan base. The more I began to chew on this and, and, and think about this, I, I, I began to think about our church and about how our church has functioned for years and years and years. And Leon, especially as you're, you're, you mentioned that, you know, a challenge that we have had is this together to, uh, 2013. What an incredible challenge that has been. And by the way, it's not done. For those of you that uh, may be visiting us for the first, uh, first time, uh, Together 13 is an initiative that our church has taken to partner with five other uh, organizations to impact our community. And uh, there's been a lot of activity from uh, helping uh, teach uh, summer school to providing meals to doing meals in the park to doing some renovations that are coming up. And there is more still to come. We are still together in 2013. There's a whole lot more uh, things that, that, that are going on. You know, but if, if, uh, if, if this was just Tim's dream and, you know, t- you know okay, Tim, go, go to it. Have fun. You know, get involved in that Together 12. Way to go. Way to, 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 to lead us somewhere. But Tim couldn't do that by himself, could he? be impossible for him to do all that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure that he wouldn't even know how to go shop for the food, you know, because we've heard of his legendary stories about going and shopping. He would have to have directions, you know, to the store and then wouldn't have a clue what to buy. Um, But I began to think about that more and more and more. And this morning, I I just want to look around and I want you to, if you have been involved in serving in Together 2013, for any of these events, from road cleanup to, to helping with the schools, if you've been involved in Together 2013, I want you to stand up and stay standing, okay? Let me see. I want you to look around. 
Have you been involved at all in Together 2013? Okay. Now, how many of you have been involved in children's ministry here at the church? Would you stand? Stay standing. Stay standing. Emmy's involved in children's ministry in our church. Stay standing. Okay? Stay standing. How many have been involved in the youth ministry in, in some way? Please stand. Okay? Stay standing. Stay. The idea is to stay standing. Okay? Um, how many of you have been involved in Sunday school in a leadership or serving capacity in Sunday school? Would you stand, please? Okay? We got more standing. Okay. Uh, are, are you getting the idea? Okay, turn around and look. Turn around and look. Look at each other. That's a whole bunch of people that are doing what? Serving the Lord together. You may be seated. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. That's the body of Christ working together to doing something. And so when I, when I was thinking about the football players... It would be impossible for a football team or, you know, the Phillies to accomplish anything with one or two players. It takes an entire team. But it doesn't just, you know, I, I thought about that analogy and I, I could hear my son going, yeah, but uh, what about an individual sport? Okay, let's take the Tour de France, okay? Individual, you know, you, you, got, you got this guy that's riding a bike and he's by himself and he's doing that. But he couldn't do it by himself. Are you kidding me? He's got to have trainers. He's got to have a support car with like nine other bicycles and a hundred tires to change. You know, it takes a group. It takes a team. They must be together. They must be working together to accomplish anything. And I, and I was like, okay, I can hear Bryson say, yeah, but what about golf? Well, yeah, they have to have somebody carry their bag. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Got to have somebody carry their bag, and then they're getting out the little the little measure, you know, deal. Okay, you're 153 feet point six inches from the pin, so you should use this. No, I want to use that. What kind of ball do you use? And sponsors, and then they have to have a, a, a swing coach and all that. Swimming. Michael Phelps, the greatest, you know, decorated Olympic athlete of all time, could have gotten nowhere without his coach. Could have gotten nowhere without a mom that was willing to sacrifice for him and feed him. Good night. How many calories did that guy eat? <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so nobody, if we're going to try and accomplish something, okay, just, just accomplish something in life, you fill in the blank. If you're trying to accomplish something, you can't do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. I look at, I, I'm, I'm amazed at, 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 at you farmers and how hard you work. Can you imagine trying to do any of that just completely on your own? Somebody, somebody's mind came up with some equipment that helps you greatly accomplish what you need to, what you need to accomplish. You think about uh, the work that you do, wherever, wherever you, may, you may work. You can't do it on your own. It takes a group. It takes a team. And this morning as we look at Ephesians chapter 4, I want us to be thinking in that, in that general direction uh, about, about, you know, that we can't do this thing on our own. We've already established that we want our church to be known as a place where nobody walks alone. Okay, so that involves at least two people, 
hopefully more. A place that helps us stand strong together, okay? Because sometimes we get weak. Sometimes we have doubts. Sometimes we have fear. Sometimes we have setbacks. And we need people to help us together to stand strong. Well, this morning, I want us to simply think about that Grace Point is a church and a place where we serve together. And when I talk about Grace Point serving, you might rightly say, oh, together 2013, together 2013. I'm talking a little bit bigger than together 2013. That's an initiative that's part of our church. We want that to be part of our DNA. But let's look at the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. And beginning with verse 1, I just want to read through this, uh, this passage. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read down to verse 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I, this is Paul writing, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you are called to one hope when you are called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Jump to verse 11. So Christ himself gave, this is interesting. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Why? To equip his people for works of service. Why? So the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Well, what's the result? The result is so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Or excuse me, uh, verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth, how? In love. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. This morning, I want us to think about the fact that when we serve God, we serve God when we serve others. But we serve better when we serve together. We serve God when we serve others, but we serve better when we serve together. Let 
earth-shattering, isn't it? Simple concept. But I really believe that the truths of Scripture that God shares with us that, that shape us greatly are, are what I call on the bottom shelf. And, and when I teach a class on teaching and preaching at Lancaster Bible College, and I say this over and over and over again, okay, guys, guys, put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Put the cookies on the bottom shelf. And what I mean is that take the concepts, the deep, beautiful concepts that, that uh, are, are revealed in Scripture and put them on the bottom shelf. Make them simple so that anybody, no matter how tall or how small, can reach and have a cookie. Explain the concepts in a way that are simple, that people can understand. And when we serve God, we serve better when we serve together. Now, the scripture here is a beautiful picture of Paul. Now, I want you to think about this. Where is Paul when he's writing? He's Paul's in prison. He's not in the Mamertine prison, you know, the dungeon, the, the, the hard, 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 hard one, but he's still in prison. As a Roman citizen, and he writes this letter to this church. And he, while he's in prison, is absolutely convinced that he is in prison representing Christ because he stood for what he believed in, he made his beliefs known, and he was thrown in jail because his beliefs went against what the government uh, of that day said. And so he writes, he's con absolutely convinced. He calls himself over and over and over again a servant and a prisoner a servant and a prisoner. And he, after wrapping up beautiful chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, he goes in and he says, I, Paul, a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you, I beg you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. And that calling is to share the mystery, share the gospel, the beautiful uh, revelation that he talks about in chapter 1, 2, and 3, that God loves everyone, Jew and Gentile, and, and his desire is to bring everyone together in this body called the church, and the church is to function as God's representative here on this earth. I urge you to live a life worthy of that particular calling. And the first thing that he says after that is don't forget to be humble. Now, why would Paul have to say that? Cookie on the bottom shelf. Because people generally aren't. People are full of pride. People are selfish. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. A new command I give to you, love each other. Love each other well. It's coming in the sermon today, and I wasn't intended to do that. Love each other well. Love each other well. So there is this, this attitude that, that Paul is asking us to embrace, okay? The attitude is, is humility, is others first. I think a lot of our NFL players could could grab hold of that. Hey, it's team first. It's not about me and, and my contract and my status. And, you know, it's about the team first. That's what I want us to be. That's what we desire for us to be. It's about us. It's not about me. It's about us. 
and then this unity thing just just keeps keeps going. Chapter, you know, verse verse four and verse five. There's one 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 one, and, and Christ is the head over all things. So this 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 love for others, this unity, this humility that Paul is charging. Hey, live a life worthy of this gospel. Live a life worthy of this mystery, representing Him well. Have this, this attitude of humility and love and service for others. And then he, he shifts gears a little bit in verse 7 and says that each and every one of us, each and every one of us in the church, okay? The church is, 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 is one, but it's made up of a whole bunch of ones, <laughs> a whole bunch of individuals. To each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. God himself has graced you with a gift, some type of gift, some type of spiritual gift. And he's done that. He's, he's given these gifts to the church. Some of those gifts are apostles, and, 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 and they're listed here, and pastors and teachers for a specific reason. What does the scripture say? Why is that reason? So that the body can what? Do works of service. So that the body can do works of service. Grace Point needs to be a place where we serve together. Where we absolutely, it becomes part of our DNA is that that's what we do. And the thing that, a, a beautiful thing that I think about with Together 2012, verse 12 and 13, uh, has, has, has been this thought. This is not a new concept for our church. It may look a little bit different, but it's not a new concept. As uh, uh, Gene Whitmer has, has shared a, a book with, with me, it's the, it's the Green Book. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about, the Green Book, the history of, uh, uh, of our church. Our church has been doing this beautifully for a lot of years. Our church has been known as a place that serves together. From youth group, you don't have to correct me, but this, this is my recollection as I read it, you know, two years ago, whenever it came. Uh, at youth, the, the young people used to get together and they would go and they'd pick peas together. They'd go to the barn and shell them and, and, and do kinds of stuff. There was all kinds of, of activity that was been going on that, that a lot of these older folks, they were involved in, in, in together 1950, together 35 or, or, or whatnot. It's been going on for years and years and years and years. This church has been and God willing will always be a place that serves together. That's something that we can be encouraged by. I love where we're going. I love this, this, this Together 2013 and already plans are, we're, we're already talking about t Together 2014. I love where that's going, but I certainly appreciate where we've been because I believe that where we have been has shaped where we're going and has influenced that. And so uh, a lot of you uh, folks with maybe some gray in your hair, thank you. We love you. That's awesome. I appreciate that so much. And continue to cheer us on as we go forward and the Together Initiative. That was just free. Um, no charge for that one. 
Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why? To equip his people for works of service. Why did he do this? So that the body could become stronger. So that the body could become stronger. And the, 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 the way that he, he, he rolls this out, he talks about, you know, not just, not just the head or the arms. He's talking about ligaments. He's talking about these... You, we don't see ligaments, do we? Unless you get an MRI. I had no idea what tearing an ACL would do to your body. I was a high school senior, you know, so full of myself, it's unbelievable. Playing soccer, going to change the world, going to be the next, you know, who knows what, you know, playing, playing that ball. And I mean, look at me, I can't even run down the aisle fast anymore. That was my dream. I was going to play soccer. <laughs> so excited about that. But all it took was just a step in a hole when you're making a, making a you know, you're planting to, to make a cut on the guy. And I was going to burn him. I was going to cut him on the inside and go take the ball and score. I ended up writhing in pain. And you know, when, when, when the body injures itself, the whole body hurts. I mean, have, have any of you ever had the blessing of, you know, in, in the middle of the night, you got to get up and go to the bathroom, and you're not quite wh where you need to be, and y you hit your toe on the furniture? What a blessing. <sighs> every fiber, every ligament in the body is going, ah, and you're, but you can't scream because you don't want to wake up the whole, you know, but you're, you're writhing. It is just ridiculous, you know. Oh, it hurts. That's how the body works. And for, you know, the next, depending on, you know, if you tore the toenail off or whatever, depending on how bad it was, you feel that for minutes to hours to days. You feel that. Well, to this day, and if, if I were in shorts, I'd show you, but I'm not. To this day, okay, I had my surgery and whatnot. I've had three, by the way, but uh, on the same knee. My legs aren't the same anymore. Not just because of age, okay, I get that. But my legs aren't the same anymore. This particular muscle group on my thigh never recovered because they said... When you have this kind of injury, you, you put it in an immobilizer and you don't move it for weeks. And everybody who's uh, in physical therapy or a doctor or nurse or anything today is screaming in their head going, no, no, no. But that's what they said to do. And I did that and I never recovered, ever. Didn't know how to do the proper rehab on that, on that kind of thing. And to this day, this thing is just messed up. As a result, as a result of this thing being messed up and not knowing what to do with it. Sorry. As, 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 it affects me to this day. It's, it's, a, bad, it's a bad thing. You can imagine trying to drive a stick shift with that kind of injury, you know. It's difficult. 
My whole body reacted, reacted to that thing. And I am hindered to this day as a result of an injury that happened a long time ago. Okay, let's shift gears. Let's think about the body. Body of Christ. Body of Grace Point Church. Okay? We are better when we serve together. <clears throat> We're better together. Bottom line. But when we simply serve, it's one thing for us to serve, and, and I'm not, b- believe me, when, when I think about our service and, and what we do, what it takes for us to go and do the meals at the park, that's work. Thank you, ladies. You are incredible. Absolutely incredible. But we do get to go home from that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We do get to go home from that. But when we develop relationships with people, we take them home with us. See the difference? I'm not saying we need to start taking people home with us. No, the point is that we take people's, the relationship. When, 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 we, when we begin to serve as a church and we serve together, it does us no good to invest and to invest outside of the walls if we're not taking care of things inside of the walls and investing in each other. What did Christ say? People outside will know that you love each other. Or know, know that you're my, my disciples by the way that you love each other. And in the middle of our busyness, we can go out and sometimes it's easier to serve. Sometimes it's easier to be in love with the mission and not, in, not so in love with Jesus. Or maybe not so in love with uh, our, our, our brother and sister inside the walls here. Because that takes work. You can't leave that. We're family. You're stuck with us. You're stuck with me, sorry. Okay? We're family. And let's learn to become a people that serve together. Because God has placed in this body, okay, I could, I, we, we could go and, 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 and pull, God has placed in this body, Ephesians chapter 4, read it, I believe enough workers to accomplish everything that we need to accomplish as we represent Christ here and there. So, some of you may not have thought about this, and I want you to think about this this morning. God has uniquely given you a gift of grace called a spiritual gift. How are you exercising it? How are you demonstrating that, both inside the walls and outside of the walls of this church? If we don't exercise our spiritual gifts inside the walls, we will turn into a church that, you know, the proverbial, that will sit, that will soak, and eventually will sour. So let's make sure that we're figuring out this wonderful gift of grace that God has given to each of us, Ephesians chapter 4. God has gifted each and every one of you spiritually some way. And it's my responsibility, I feel this, a heaviness this morning. It's my responsibility 
you know, as we're going into uh, electives. It's my responsibility to help equip teachers. I need teachers. It's my responsibility to help equip you to do that. It's my responsibility to help you, to equip you to do works of service. I feel a heaviness to do that. We've got a great need in children's children's ministry. A great need. And God has gifted you. God has gifted our body. We need help. We got people that have been doing some of this stuff for a long time, and they're a little tired. They need some substitutes. And I appreciate those that are, that are, that are working along and along, but there's room for, for more of us to step up. And so this morning, I want to challenge you. And think about this. We're better when we serve together. We're better when we serve together. What role are you playing? And we had a whole bunch of people that stood up. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I understand people's schedules and whatnot. But let's find a place. Let's find a place where each of us are functioning together, functioning in a right way. Because you see, when the body gets overloaded, when my leg, you know, was not working, you know what I did? I compensated. That's, that's what your body does. You compensate. And so you, I worked this leg twice as much. Guess what doctors have told me about this leg? One day you're going to have to have it replaced. Not the leg, but the knee. <laughs> I've injured this leg because this leg wasn't, wasn't working properly. And I look around and I see the faces of dear saints, brothers and sisters in Christ. And some of you look tired. Some of you have been serving for a long time. And that's this. And as a result, they have been doing this. When God intended them to have a part, the God has provided a wonderful church body. And I challenge you, if you're not involved in some way and you don't know what your role could be, come to, I'd love to have a conversation with you. There are incredible opportunities. And one of the things that I, I one of the most beautiful illustrations of, uh, of, of this functioning as a body, as I think about when this Together initiative started in Together 2012, and that's why I keep saying it, Together 2012, and we we're thinking about how, how could we raise some funds to, to impact this. I think about someone who's, just sitting back there. I think about Doug, who came to Tim and sat down and was just like, how can we do this? And Doug came up with the idea of doing something that he loves, riding a bike. And coming up with a bike ride to support the ministry. He's doing something that he absolutely loves came up with an idea that supported a ministry, and I can't imagine doing it together 2014 without a bike ride. Can you? Without the run, ride, walk? 
I can't imagine doing that. I, I, can't, I can't wait for next year. Well, maybe I can because 20, there's a lot to do in between now and then. But I, I believe this. I believe God will give us creative ways to do things that we absolutely love to do that will accomplish his purpose inside the walls and outside the walls. Chew on that. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Why? Because at Grace Point Church, we're better together. And Grace Point Church is a place where we can walk together, where we can stand strong together, and where we can serve together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for those that even take care of our technical issues back there in the back with sound. Thank you for our nursery workers. Lord, I thank you so much for the people that invest in children's church and our Wednesday night children's program. Thank you for Wes and Laura as they have led our our, our, our youth program. I pray, Lord, that you, you would continue to bless them. Thank you for the great team that you have, have given to, to them. Lord, I think of Tim and Sue's faithfulness in serving you with our middle school. Lord, so many, we could go around, I, I'm going to stop. Uh, so many people that are serving you. But Lord, the... The harvest truly is plenteous, and sometimes we need more laborers. And I ask, Father, that you would move in our hearts and help us to understand that, God, you have graced us with gifts and abilities to accomplish your purposes and represent you well. And, Lord, when we do this, Lord, I help, help us to realize that we, that's just loving each other, serving together, loving each other loving each other as well. And Lord, may this whole community know that there's a difference here. That this is a place that loves you because we love them so much. We pray this in Christ's name.